that's not true. If you're over the age of 30, you're actually probably, you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time, but yeah, I would definitely want to. <laughs> but yeah, you're old. Definitely get to action before you're, you know, you're 30, but I wouldn't say you're old. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a moment to say, if you're just listening to the audio, thank you. We appreciate it. Please leave us a five-star review. Like we said last week, no fucking one-star reviews. None of that bullshit. We're five-star men. We need those five stars. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Hello to us or hello to you who are watching on YouTube. What's up? Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, check it out. It's a lot more fun on YouTube. I think you get a more interactive version of the show. You see my ugly ass face and my beautiful face. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. The name is at talk too much sports at talk too much sports. Change um, the entertainment to sports just cause we're sports, you know, like, what are we like? We're not porn. We're not, we're just sports. <laughs> Sorry to go so extreme, but like every time I see the word, but no, I'm glad we're, no, no, no. I'm porn. just going to go ahead porn. on a, a 20 second rant. Every time I see the word entertainment in an advertisement, I immediately think dark things <laughs> and that might be my fault, but Hey man, I don't know. That word sus to me. You I'm know just what? Saying. That's just a byproduct of being born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, or in Romania, but yeah. <laughs> <Come on>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse. But yeah, yeah, so talk too much sports on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel, like the show, hit the little bell so you get notified every time. Share one it of with our your shows. friends. That's what we need. Share it with your friends. Leave a comment. Um, follow the show on Twitter at T2MMMA. Um, same handle for Instagram. Let's fucking get into it, baby. We got to get into this. This is a big week. So really, <laughs> this past weekend, we had UFC San Paulo, a.k.a. UFC San Snoozo, because that shit was boring. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I love MMA. I love UFC. But that shit was not good shit. And right, that, that's where, um, I don't know if you used to watch Luke Thomas back in the day, but he used to criticize the UFC. Um, he used to say, well, they kind of are adding more events, but they're spreading their roster out more thinly. Yeah, there's UFC every Saturday, but I'd rather not watch UFC every Saturday if it's going to look like UFC right. snoo Snoozo Paulo or whatever, San Snoozo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. It uh, it was just boring. And also, side note, I like how you said that as if Luke Thomas is dead. Like back in the day when Luke Thomas was still kicking <laughs> alive and well. <laughs> when he first started, he came out with this. Yeah, yeah. He's not an old guy. He's probably, we talked about it. He still puts it. out content to no, he's the, day. He's the, No, he's probably the best. Didn't we say? Yeah, no, I think it's my we both favorite. Said, yeah, he's our favorite. It's my favorite for sure. Um, Luke Thomas, by the way, watch this episode one day. Oh my goodness! No, Eric, Eric's really cool with him. I would love, love for Eric to connect me. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, so main event of uh, UFC São Paulo was Jan Blakowicz. Jan, spell like, it out for them. Y A W N. Jan Blakowicz versus Jacare. In that fight. Well, at least, you know, thank God Jacare didn't get knocked out. Right, so Blockowish got the decision. Um, the biggest thing I took away from this fight was his foot balloon to, like, that looked something like a, disgusting. It looked like a bridge in it, his foot. It looked like there was a golf ball inside yeah, of his foot, in like, the arc of his foot. It was disgusting. Uh, well, I'm going to say one thing about this fight. Um, and this is, you know, you are in a loaded division. Right, middleweight your name, division, yeah, uh, or light heavyweight light division. Heavyweight. Excuse me, you're campaigning for a title shot against the best fighter of all time. Yeah, in a stacked division, you have a lot of competition. You need a performance. You're fighting a big name. What the way I saw it is, okay, Jan just beat Rockhold. A fight here, maybe he doesn't get the title shot, but there's no question he's one fight away. 
There's no question he's almost there. So I'm expecting let's steamroll through this guy, right? That was too cautious. You do not you don't act that cautionary. You do not play that safe with your career on the line. Do you want to continue making the money you're making? That's fine. But you're a, a burgeoning prospect in this division. You and this is the fuck this is the entertainment part, not the sport part, because I don't agree with this. In my opinion, a win's a win. However you get there, you get there. Um, but that's the sport. But you know what the fans want to see, the promotion wants to see. That's not gonna get it done, buddy. No, this is just this is not a performance that makes you think, oh, I need to see this dude fight John Jones. I need to see this dude fight fucking Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson. Like I kind of know Jacques Ray doesn't suck though. Let's, no, not, Jacques, let's keep like, it one hundred. For somebody that's moving up in weight, he could have looked way worse. He could have looked He's like an animal. Rockhold. He could have looked like Chris Weidman. And he's he didn't. An, I he like looked, him more he, than Like Luke his Rockhold. head movement was really good. He just wasn't able to complete the takedown. I think the takedown defense, I think the stat I saw was five out of five for Blockowicz. He's bigger. It's hard for a middleweight rising divisions to go to land those takedowns. He's bigger than him. Yeah, there were no takedowns landed in this fight, which is but that's crazy because that's I mean that's what Jacare wants to do. The they call him fight. the alligator. Jacare means alligator claw, right? Once he grabs hold of you, he never lets go. Is that true? I don't know. No, well, it's, I believe that's it. What, that's what no. That he is. People who grew up, you know, growing up watching MMA, you know, you hear the name Jacare is easily one of the most dangerous jiu-jitsu practitioners. You know, people always hyped up Damian Maya. This dude just looked evil. Looked like he wanted to break you. You know. The other big takeaway I, I, I took from this fight was how loud the crowd was. And not in a good way. The crowd, that, those Brazilians were not happy. They were not happy at that main event fight. And, like, I get it. it Me too. Exciting. That, like, for us, like, think about it this way. The, the UFC in Brazil, an organ, in a, in a promotional event like that, for us would be like a playoff Vegas Golden Knights game. Absolutely. Just a small fight night for them. Absolutely. I mean, mixed martial arts is huge in Brazil. It's huge. It's the second biggest sport, no? I believe so, yeah. Right behind soccer, right? No, basketball, I think. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> Not in your face. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I always use that one. Anyway, I will say one thing about um, this event. One thing I didn't, I didn't <clears throat> like... And I said this last week, and this is my problem with the UFC going forward because I'm starting to notice a trend. It's the matchmaking. Um, and Sean Shelby, as great of a matchmaker as he is, I just don't like, again, as, as I said this last week, I don't like the whole philosophy of, you know, this dude put forth 10 to 15 great fights for the promotion, helped sell records, sell tickets. It is a business at the end of the day, but you're going to put this man in a cage with a young bull? Okay, but who would you right? You have to give him somebody, and who would you yeah, give yeah, him? Yeah. Who would you give him, Bennett? If not, no, I know I'm being too much of a pussy. Like I'm kind of saying, let's babysit the old fighters. Not, but not even babysitting, but just Mike. I I would argue that they kind of did that. Well, maybe not, because right, I guess Jan did just come off and knock yeah, out Jan just, they, and you but know right, what I mean. This just makes my thing is you, you look at Jan Blakovic, Um, if he's campaigning for a title shot, he beat two fighters out of this era. You know, sure. And right, like Luke Rockhold. I'm sorry. After this performance that Jacare just had against the same dude, and Luke Rockhold beat Jacare, right? Like I'm just, I'm, I think I, I don't want to see Rockhold fight anymore. That's how I feel about it. I do. I think he's a gatekeeper. I mean, <laughs> he's definitely better than fucking Chris Weidman, in my opinion. As bad as he is, I don't give a shit. Chris Weidman's awful. Neither of those dudes need more brain damage, is my opinion. Yeah, but you know what they do need, Andrew, and this is the problem with MMA. They need money. And well, Eric Rockhold's said a model. 
Because Rockhold's from, different. Rockhold's a model. Baby. Yeah, Rockhold, go. What are you doing, bro? Go post content and relax. <laughs> Relajado, amigo. Relajado. Okay. So then the co-main event of this card was Mauricio Shugan Hua versus Paul Craig, the Bear Jew. Yes. It was a majority draw. <laughs> yes, yes, Shogun, I admit you outdid my expectations. You did. Congrats. I did not expect you to pull out a draw. I did predict, uh, predict you getting your ass uh, flatlined in uh, three minutes, and you pulled out a draw. You're about six years too late on the retirement speech. He did say he's retiring in two fights, this being one of them, so he has one more fight left. Well, apparently he's been saying that for years. He's apparently been saying <laughs> yeah, he's gonna yeah, retire. like five years ago. No, mom, two <laughs> fights left, and then I'll retire a year later. No, mom, two fights left, then I'll retire. Like Shogun, stop it. Awful. Speaking is, of retirement. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's zoom through the rest of this uh, uneventful card. The one uh, good performance that I feel like we got to shout out has to be the Charles Oliveira with the uh, first round knockout of J Jared Gordon. Um, it was the only bout out of the five main card fights that did not end in a decision. Which just be, it's just, I mean, right, that alone is a sense. How much money did Charles fight. Oliveira make up? Just because, you know, I'm, I'm always curious as these, a lot of these no name fighters, um, some of them that have been on the roster for quite a long time, um, make a shit, like, make a shit ton of money. I wouldn't money. say a shit ton of money, but compared to some of the other guys, yeah. Like well, yeah, because each fight, yeah, yeah, right. each fight you have under your, uh, under that sponsorship, you get more money. That sponsorship, I think, is ending soon. The know, Reebok? Yeah, I know it was only for like a year or two years agreement. I want to say that that deal is ending soon. No, that, it has to be, but I don't think they're going to renew it. Don't you think? I hope not. Why? I, 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 I hated it when it happened. It was the dude. That was the breakthrough for the it UFC. When it happened. I, I hated it when the it happened. Reebok the Reebok and the Conor came with Conor McGregor. The uniform still looked wow, dumb. Wow, the uniform looked good. Look, you don't no think way. The no way. Look no good? way, dude. The uniform still looked dumb. It was way better when UFC fighters were able to personalize their shorts, have their own sponsors, make their own money based off it, as opposed to this locked in system where they're locked into the Reebok pace structure, which prevents a lot of the lower fighters from making as much money as they were doing previously when they were able to go out and get their own sponsors. Right, but it does help the bigger fighters uh, break through in the mainstream, right? It does. Maybe. It, it does. Maybe. And it, it, the, the deal itself is designed to generate more revenue. Now, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, and I'm not trying to get all political, but it's kind of what, like, you know, a sort of Republican mindset, whereas, you know, I'm not, we're not, they're not really giving out welfare for these lower end fighters. You're not, just because you're in the UFC doesn't mean, doesn't mean sustainability, longevity. Yeah, but okay, right. I would argue having, right. UFC already kind of treats their fighters as independent contractors. Would you agree with that statement? Yes or no? That's tough to answer. Now, I would have said yes, like years ago. Now, I don't know, bro. They're pretty fucking controlling on their fighters. No. What do you mean? So in what aspects? Right. Be more in depth. Elaborate. UFC fighters are paid based off fight contracts based on a certain amount of fights. They're Yeah. It's not a salary. It's not a how many you fights get, you have under promotion right, and what type right, of traction right, you right, generate. Right, right. Um fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Uh UFC, UFC pace controlling, controlling controlling. Um Oh, right. So it just uh what the Respox sponsorship has done, right? All these lower fighters, right? The more Republican mindset is allowing these fighters to go out on their own and figure out their own deals. And then we see fighters, right, who are much better at marketing. Those fighters are going to rise up even more than, say, with your current Reebok structure deal. Because, right, what has Reebok done for UFC fighters? Have you seen a big Reebok campaign to promote fighters? Not really. 
You not really. Well, you see commercials. Not really. Paige the Van one Zandt. cool, whatever, whatever. The one cool Reebok. They do, no, they do. Like, listen. there's like one cool Reebok shirt, and like that's it. Out of no, all that's the UFC it. Listen, shirts. okay. Now, when you say there's one cool <laughs> right, Reebok, that's, like that's an a opinion. matter of an that's opinion. Objective. Right? That's subjective. I happen sure. to like the Reebok shirts. <laughs> Crazy. I think they're very, very nice and clean cut, and I would wear them at all times of the day. <laughs> yeah, you trying to get that Reebok sponsorship, <laughs> baby? <clears throat> but I will say, what I thought that deal did is just really provide um, a backbone of marketing and uh, a financial explosion, kind of for the like. It really broke the UFC into the mainstream. If you don't remember, like, I, no, I would argue the ESPN deal did that much more so oh, than yeah, the Reebok yeah, deal ever did. Well, different types of sponsorship, but yeah, I agree with you for sure. The ESPN deal is what now every casual fan knows Habib's name. Um, the Reebok deal kind of did suck. It did fuck over a lot of fighters. A lot of people complain about it. However, guys like Donald Cerrone are making money I don't think he could have made previously. You know what I mean? Because... See, I disagree, right? Donald Cerrone is a great example of someone who has done a great job of getting his own sponsorships. The Monster, the Budweiser. If he's able to put no, no, yeah, on his shorts, he's going to be his But do you potential... think they're paying more than the Reebok is? I... So currently, 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 making... no. But I think if he had had the opportunity, right, and that's he's making a mill because he's locked into that structure that Reebok has prevent has, he has provided fucking for him. forty. And he has so many, right, yeah. so he's locked into that structure. This fool's making good money, but but he's not locked into a structure. He's not locked into that Reebok deal. So there's no upper cap on what he's able to make. There's no cap whatsoever. Right now, there's a cap. Right, Reebok has established ah, a cap. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. Was there? Wait, you're saying there was no cap when beforehand? I mean, the cap is what the market says at that point, right? No, you're it's saying no. You're saying then, when right? when you before the Reebok deal, and as each fighter had their own sponsorships, right? There, there yeah, was there, no cap. There was no potential they, cap. Correct, correct. The market, the market. You can make as much money as you wanted off a fight. You can make as much money as you want. You can make as much money as what the market dictated. That's Those are I mean, two yeah. different. Th those are two okay. different things, right? I mean, I want to make a million dollars doing this podcast. Soon. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> it's not happening currently, though, right? Currently. The market dictates what our podcast is at currently. in terms of how much it's paying us. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Don't go down that road. I'll get all fucking inspirational and shit. Um, but yeah, so that, that's how I feel about the whole Rubio thing. Horrible deal. Uniforms are trash. I, I like how they're starting to make them more custom now for some of the cooler fighters and whatever, some of the bigger names. Um, but I 100% believe that it has prevented a lot of fighters from making as much money as they could have, especially in the UFC, especially in the UFC. But I will concede the fact, right, that maybe that ESPN deal, uh, I mean, it still probably happens, but I'm sure, right, because, like, right, the Reebok uniforms, it does provide a sense of This man of really uniformity. hates those uniforms. I really do. I, re I, like, I, I, no, I really, he, like, yeah, really hates I really them. fucking hate them. He has but, like, something stuck with them. But, like, I, understand, like I, I, get the, I get the argument of, like, right, it's establishing a uniform. Everybody looks the same across the board. But I don't think we necessarily want that in prized fighting. Well, prized fighting. well, hold on. Dana White did say every oh, last, Dana White's the every most last, reliable source. every last fucking penny of of the guaranteed money Reebok was willing to put up in the deal. Um, Dana White said went to the fighters. Oh, and I'm sure he. I'm sure that's what he said. Dana White says a lot of things. Haven't you ever seen the meme? Don't believe his lies. Any reporter who says this isn't a fantastic deal for the fighters is out of his fucking mind. I, that's 100 percent sounds like a Dana White quote. Would you? Any reporter's a bitch. Listen, if Dana White heard me saying would this, you he'd probably call me a fucking goof. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably. Uh, don't fuck those guys. Talk too much. I like Dana White. I did too. If he called me a fucking goof, I'd, I'd be, be like, so that's happy. My guy, I'd be so happy. my guy, Dana. Mm -mm. 
Um, speaking of Dana White being right on guys or being right in general, let's talk about this Whoa, last little this conversation. Dude. Yeah, no, because you were just talking about how Dana Whoa. White was right about the Reebok stuff. Whoa, Dana. So was Dana White right about Henan Barraro? Because he wow. just fought, well, he just fought in the San Snuzo card oh. on the undercard, the third fight, basically the curtain jerker, and he lost. Dana White's a kind of a, a hype beast. I remember in 2016, 2017. Well, he's a fight promoter. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you have a guy like John Jones on your roster, you know, and heading into this February 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, or 25th. I don't remember, I don't remember the date. It was one of those four dates. Uh, maybe even the 30th. But Henenborough fought Uriah Faber on this card. I remember I watched that B-dubs and going into the fight. Dana White said, Henan Barrow is the best fighter on the planet. Wait, who was he fighting? I'm sorry, repeat this. Uriah Faber. And Henan Barrow uh, beat him. Oh, this was in 2014. 24. God 2014. damn, time flies by. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember like it was yesterday. That's why I said and the he memory. Did. He got the knockout. He got the first round knockout over. That's Uriah. why I said I said because. And I, then, no, it was a bullshit knockout. He didn't really get knocked well, out. Right. Yeah, they called it. Sorry. And then TJ. Herb Dean, by the way, was the referee for that. T yeah. Oh, that was that. That was and the. Then in 2015, the next fight. That was ruined, the biggest upset. Ruin Henan and then. Mr. EPO uh, made his name. I don't right. know if he was on EPO then, but, it, but right, if so you watched that fight, it looked like he was. Uh, Barrow is on a five-fight losing streak since 2016. And and I don't think they're going to cut him yet. That's so crazy to me. You're a curtain jerker on the prelim of San Snuzo. What market do you have? I'm sorry. Well, we... Ha let him go fight in, like, bare knuckle. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about that. Because uh, we should talk about Bare Knuckle, Artem Lobov, Jason Knight, too. Bare Knuckle's interesting. It's starting to get interesting. It's real interesting. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, and mind you, that's like the degenerate in both of us where we uh, praise uh, Bare Knuckle fighting, like, over <laughs> I mean, boxing. That's a, like the same vein as, like, sport. baddest motherfucker. Those yeah. are, like, the same vein of, like, just for fun. That's literally, like, yeah. like I'm going to be real, like... I don't know how to feel about these guys doing bare knuckle fighting. I think it's very fucking stupid. I don't think the money they're getting is worth it. Why? You can't punch as hard. You can't hit as hard. It's kind of... You can't hit as hard with a glove as you can with your bare fist. I mean, excuse me. You can hit way harder with a glove on than you can with uh, your bare fist. Is this true? 100%. You're going to break your hand. If you try to punch somebody on the no, forehead... No, but it'll hurt. I'm not saying you won't break your hand. Yeah, but you can still hit somebody so much harder with boxing gloves. Even MMA four-ounce gloves, six-ounce gloves. 100%. 100%. You can hit somebody so much harder with those gloves on. Yeah. Because it's, because they cut up I, I think you got to your facts, homie. No, no I, I, I believe yeah. you because I'm not that well knowledge informed on this. But that, does it hurt more I mean, with I don't a glove know. I don't know. than a? Because I would assume a fist bare knuckle is more dangerous for head trauma. No. I mean, you can't. Again, you can't hit as hard because you're going to be breaking your hand against somebody's head. Yeah, but like Artem Lobov is so crazy that he hit so hard he broke his hand against well, someone's head and he kept hitting. I, mean, yeah. well, um, I just the game to play. That, that, and I just think that for the amount of money these guys are making, like the damage, like you look at Jason. Artem said he was making more than 90, 95% of the UFC fighters for his, for this last fight against Jason Knight. Dude, I, I think they're definitely making in the millions. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're fucking bitch. All right. Um, I just think that bare knuckle boxing or whatever the fuck. First of all, it'd be interesting if they could throw some kicks in there. Um. Yeah, I don't know if they, it's strictly boxing, but I just don't see, like, when you look at the two biggest fighters in the promotion, Artem Lobov, a fucking brute, um, adult, complete no brain. Um, you look at Jason Knight. Shout out Sonny and the Nabik podcast. Dude's tight as fuck. Um, he's an MMA podcast from Connecticut. He's Joe Knight's sponsor, went to the fight, brought him out there. 
good looks. Well, I had to do a quick shout out. Um, I just think that uh, I do say one thing about this bare knuckle thing and why I have a lot of faith in it. It's new and it's different, and it's a risk. No one thought of fighting with bare Not knuckles. Not only that, right? It gives it gives place it gives people like Artem, who is never going to be a UFC champion, a platform to be a star, a legit yeah, star. No, it's great. And right, like I like combat sports in general. Me too. I like to say that. Maybe definitely. not all combat sports, but in general, I like combat sports. So more combat sports in the space is good. Well, going back to Hennen, I wanted to ask you, do you think he goes to Bellator? Because I'm starting to like Bellator. I would like to see him in Bellator. Right, like, I mean, right, if the UFC cuts him, that would be a good landing spot for him. I'm not sure I care where he goes. He's on a fight-fight losing streak. He hasn't won since 2015, or 2014. Or no, 2015, I think. Um, either way, that's like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, cool. Uh, if he goes to Bellator and gets a couple wins. All these vintage fighters have a uh, special place in my heart. Do you think it's maybe USADA? Maybe you, the introduction of USADA? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. 100%. There's no other explanation because how do you gas out? Like, he gasses out so quickly in these fights, like in the fourth, fifth round. Like, to me, like, it didn't make sense. I used to dominate. Now you don't anymore. Right. So you don't have any physical ability. Maybe ability. you should just retire. Hang it up. Hang no, you should have retired. You should have retired yeah. five years ago. But, you know, they, right. they won't retire because they have no money. Right. Speaking of retirement... Now we're doing it. Now you're going to steal my jokes. Being a retirement, baby. I love a good segue. Yeah. Ben Askren, today, Monday, uh, November 18th, 2019, for the second time, has announced his retirement from the sport of mixed martial arts. Two and or one and two in the UFC. Undefeated. Should be on three. Should sure, be on. sure, sure, sure. About, he's one and two in the UFC, undefeated prior to coming into the UFC. Um, what is Ben Askren's legacy in the sport? My question to you. Ben Askren has a legacy in the sport? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, right? Yeah, maybe not. Do you think he has a place in the sport post-retirement? Because I think he does. You I think, think he'd, he, yeah, I think he'd he, be a, He, as a retiree of the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I think there's a This great, fighter fought in the sport and retired. That's he, his place in the sport. Well, no, because he can transition into commentary, into that analysis. That is where now we talk yeah. about real talent. That's yeah, where but, he should have yeah, started great. off. He's great. He should have gone to college and, you know, instead Didn't he of, go to college? He, I mean, he's a D1 wrestler, yeah, so I assume he, he should have gone to college and, you know, really put an emphasis on, he went to Missouri, um, on uh, broadcast journalism. He really should have. He should have been in commentary because he did go down wrestling. And while he was known as one of the best collegiate wrestlers of all time, I mean, he has like, what, five Hodge trophies? I don't know much about wrestling, but that's uh, fucking impressive. No, he he competed in the Olympics. Not only that, he's literally, was he won the nationals. Like, I don't, Armando, my homie knows. But I will say one thing about Askren. In terms of a wrestler, one of the most phenomenal collegiate wrestlers sure. of all time, great wrestler. In terms of an MMA fighter, he has no legacy. He's, what do you mean? He was undefeated in Bellator in one championship. That's great. But when you got to the biggest promotion where it mattered, you look like shit. He also came into it three years too late, five three years, years too late. Three years too late. He had already retired. I he agree. was retired for a year and a half. But I know I'm sounding like a Ben Askren no, 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 apologist. No, 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 no. You just, should. I'm just it's fair because all, you, all Ben Askren fans have a good point. But here's my thing is... A guy that's so one-dimensional, that relied on that skill set, that for the whole years was talking all this shit to Dana White, saying this, that, and the third, when he was in Bellator, when Bellator was right. way weaker. Right, not, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, and so what's his legacy in the sport? When you got to the platform, so when you made the NBA, you're averaging, you're playing, they give you 25 minutes a night, right? Here, you could be the starter, and you're putting up three points a game. You're fucking costing us Ws. So what I'm trying to say is they gave him the platform, he made it to the big stage. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. But like you're you're decaying like 
Right. Badass Green is a big reason why Jorge Masvidal is where he is right now. He is the reason. Right. So, like, right. With, you, like you can't take that away. That's part of what Brent Ben Askren brings to the sport. He was a great sacrificial He's man. a great side. He's a great B-side. He's a great B-side. He's a great competitor to watch, and he's entertaining. To, maybe Whoa. Not he's a great competitor to, like, have a fight schedule that's not necessarily okay, watch the fight. The dramatics. <laughs> yeah, like the build-up build for the up. fight, the yes. narrative he's of fights. He's a fight. character, no? He's great for yeah. fight promotion and building storylines. Yeah. But I will say, as, a, as his legacy in the sport, I don't think he was a good fighter. But I, so I, right, but I think just let alone him being able to be a good storyteller in the sport where we're in a sport where that's really not a fact. Are, are we analyzing his pure skill set? Are we taking all the elements into consideration whereas where he'll end up going forward and how we'll look back on him as an overall or just I guess overall I guess I'm thinking overall and it okay. sounds like you're thinking more in the sense of overall I will, I will say this he's one of my favorite fighting personalities he's a joy to watch I think he's one of the most educated people in MMA and I genuinely root for him and like him and I'm very mad that his career ended up the way it did because I think he's better of a human being and smarter than that right. and it's unfortunate but everybody falls down from grace right and no like if he had entered the UFC after one Bellator maybe he still goes one and two but he's also four years younger and he's able to develop better and right he never developed uh, striking because he didn't have to at one in Bellator exactly. maybe if he was in the UFC it would have forced him to develop maybe we're still in the same yeah, he spot. probably would have dropped two yeah. or three earlier on in his career and then he would have been like okay I need to punch but he figured it out a little bit more my thing was his his, un, his lack of discipline towards his athletic ability he was retired for a year and a half. What do you but mean? even when he wasn't retired, yeah. he was never athletic. You know, he was a little bit more in shape. But my one thing was you were never this like athletic beast. And so I don't really I, – I, and I, I'm very, very serious about this, guys. In today's day and age when I judge modern athletes, I, I didn't used to judge pro athletes like this. I judge them greatly if they don't have enhanced uh, physical figure. Um, just because in this day and age – Talent is not enough. It's not the 80s. Right. Science is crazy now. Technology is crazy. You need the utmost superior athleticism mixed with talent. Yeah, I agree with that. And right, when you see the examples of those that aren't like that, those are the exceptions. DC is a huge exception. He is not the DC, role. well, I don't know how to consider DC because he's He's fat. an exception. He's, he's an fat, exception. but he's stupid athletic. Right. His no, he's person, an, like I said, he's an exception crazy. to the rule. Roy Nelson, not an exception to the rule. No, not an exception to the rule. He he falls under that. No, you're he's right. never going to be right. elite uh, because. Top tier. Well, was do you would you consider Roy Nelson elite back in his day? No. So you would say he you really you didn't you never think you at one point in his career he was never tier one heavyweight in the UFC. You think? I mean, maybe for the time tier one, but like all time tier ones, no, absolutely not. I can agree with that. I can. I saw the full. Whoa, man. Sorry. I saw that dude at Taco Bell once from the back. I still have the picture. <laughs> Did he order everything off the menu? Dude, yeah. I just looked back, and he was just standing for like five minutes. I was like getting annoyed. I look up. Who could it be? And it was just this fucking dude with a mullet, and he was fat. Of course, it was Roy Nelson. Everything was big, but his arms were like, and calves were defined. I was like, dude, that just fucking looks like Roy Nelson. He turned around. I was like, it's Roy Nelson. That's incredible. <laughs> Did you talk to him? No. Were no. you afraid he was going to eat He you walked too? right by. Did this. <laughs> Like I started twitching, like like sweating uncontrollably. Like he was like, "What is this weirdo doing?" Like, <clears throat> well, should we get into our final topic of the show? Yeah, let's do it. Right. So we thought it would be fun to talk about go down each division of the UFC, target each champion, and see who they should fight next. And when we say should. Sometimes it's a fight that's already scheduled, that's in the works. Sometimes it's not. Just who we think would be the best fight for them in this current moment, right? 
Well, for the the fights that have just been scheduled recently in those divisions, what I did was I picked a winner to fight the winner. I just created now. I kind of went in deeper than Andrew. I created a storyline. I like it. I like fuck it. it. I like it. Um, just because it would be weird to just change it when they're fighting. You know, Max is fighting Volkanovski. I'm not gonna pick right Brian Ortega. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Um, so let's start with the women. Let's start with the women. Let's start at uh, the flyweight division with Zhang Weili. Isn't that strawweight? Wei that Li is Zhang. strawweight. You're right. But it's still the lightest. One fifteen. Yes, One fifteen yeah, strawweight. Weili Zhang is the champion. Now, uh, do you want to go ahead first? Or do you want me to go first, Andrew? I'll go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I want to see Rose Namajunas fight next for the belt. I want to see Rose. Uh, she had a super emotional interview with Ariel Hawani talking about how she had lost the passion for fighting. And when did she say this? This was two weeks ago. Um, and she just recently found like she was crying on air. It was super like raw, and, and she's always been super raw and emotional. Um, but she got raped when she was younger. Accurate, an accurate statement. That's an yeah. accurate statement, unfortunately. Um, so, I uh, yeah, you really threw me off with that one. That was fucking morbid. <laughs> was really I was morbid. like, not only that, <laughs> was really but like, I said it so nonchalantly, <laughs> yeah. like threw it in there and interrupted you. Just uh, yeah, <laughs> like I, I was like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she, uh, she, no, I'm not going to repeat this. So let's focus back on the MMA aspect of this. I think Weili Zhang, Rose Namajunas is a great fight to match up, right? We saw Weili Zhang kind of take it to Jessica Andrade, who had kind of taken it to Rose. I Well, no, I thought Rose was going to win that Jessica Andrade fight. I thought Rose, that's, that fight was bullshit because while I picked Andrade, I remember we were all together talking about that fight. Rose looked like the better fighter. She just put herself in stupid positions. Sure. The one weapon Andrade has is the pickup sure. slam. And what did she yeah. do twice? She got in that position. So I think that would be a great matchup. That would be a great yeah. matchup. I still can't believe she said she wants to give up her... What do you mean? What, like she really? Oh, was... so she uh, she talked about how like after the fight and everything, she was just dealing with a lot of stuff and just she felt like she had lost the passion for fighting, lost the passion for mixed martial arts, but that she had recently refound it and she wants to come back That's and fight. That's not so good to hear. It's all. It's really not good to hear. Yeah, you but don't want to hear that. I want yeah. to believe the best. Because I'm a fan. So that's great that you like to look on the brighter side yeah, of things. Sometimes. You know, and I want to, but, you know, for a, a damaged individual, well, I'm not one to judge, an emotionally damaged individual due to her previous traumatic. People heal, heal though. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. Heal. I know, I know. Um, I don't know if she's going to, if she's out here saying in publicly on in an interview, I, I kind of lost the passion. I rediscovered it. You know, okay, but hold on, hold on. Time out, though. Time out. I got to interrupt you. We were just praising Darren Till the other week for coming out and saying he was terrified to fight before his most recent fight. So why is it okay when Darren Till says it, but when Rose Namahunas is honest and open with the audience, she gets flack for it? I may be picking favorites. Interesting. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's I'm okay. Just I mean, I'm just that's kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know if Darren... Well, Darren Till, it was different. Darren Till was more so I saw a lack of confidence because okay. of the losses. Rose, I really just... I saw her kind of throwing the towel. Maybe. And I don't know if Darren Till wanted to throw in Charlie. He just didn't have confidence in himself. But that's what drives him. I like that pick. I'm not going to lie. That is the pick to make. To, I'll, I'll be honest. Because, as you said, Andrade took the belt from Rose. We all thought that was bullshit. Rose didn't get the rematch. Zhang did. Oh, Zhang wins got it. fucked up. Zhang wins it. And I'm going to ask you, who do you think wins before I move? I say my thing. If they were to fight. Because that's a tough fight. Uh, I mean, right. It, Rose it is so hard. full form, though. Oh, so right, if it's full form, like if it's the Rose that we saw against Joanna, I, I like Rose. Mm -hmm. But, right, a lot of time off. The Jessica Andrade was vicious, the, the slams. 
I mean, right? She knows what she needs to avoid. But I mean, Weili Zhang's good. I think Weili Zhang. I mean, I'm gonna good. go ahead and. I don't know if I. I don't think she can lose. I don't know if anybody's gonna beat this girl. Um, and I don't know if it's just because she's so Chinese that like I can barely. I see no emotion on her face. That I'm that scared of her. Like I'm not trying to be fucked up, but like there's literally no like her eyes are like if you take a pen and draw two lines like like the emoji on your you know the emoji on your phone that the two lines is the eyes. I know exactly what you're talking That's about. fucking. I'm Weili looking Zhang. at her picture and you yeah, know what I mean. Put the emoji like up angry, here. like slightly angry and just like I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. but like you could barely Determined, tell that she's yeah. angry. There's little wrinkles, yeah. but there's like no emotion. A great poker face. A great poker dude. Face. Whaley, I'm not lying to you, and I'm a great bullshitter. If you don't make it in MMA, you lose your belt and go to poker. I don't, dude. She'd be a tough <laughs> girl to beat in a game of poker. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say. So I have two. Um, Let's hear them. My first one is Mora is Tatiana Suarez, the female Habib. I think. I, I think. Matchup. I think if she gets her cardio up, she is the best female on the planet because she has the most dominant skill set. No one would stop her. Um, kind of like Habib. So I would I, I'm not saying she's the best right now. I do think Weili Zhang is good at everything, and I don't I think she would beat Tatiana. But I want to see my dream matchup: Weili Zhang versus Valentina. I want to see that one. Day. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that's I want to see that one day because as great as Valentina is, I think Weili Zhang that would be the best female fight of all time. And like, right for me, Valentina is at know. a level where I have no idea who can touch her right now. Right she's, now, she's uh, she. There's been three fighters in history that have hit this level at, in ronda rousey was the first one she showed us the superstar platform for a female she showed us what the most dominant female athlete in the world can do she created a platform for females not in mma in sports two other fighters since then have reached that threshold one of them being amanda nunez in fact i would go she matched ronda ronda rousey is the first one went on this incredible streak amanda has two she's a clipster belt. Amanda, Amanda has, has two belts on her fucking hands. If you're a real fan of Amanda Nunes, this is a clipster. And then sure. I, I would say it's Valentina's the third one. Joanna could be considered. I thought Joanna, Joanna wasn't there because Joanna lost to Valentina three times in her life. So. Well, let's, uh, let's, I mean, let's mm -hmm. continue off Valentina, right? And we'll move up to the flyweight division. She is a champ, 125. Um, I'll let you go first. Who, who do you want to see Valentina fight for, for her next match? Fight. Macy Barber and I know we were just talking Love about that. I know Macy I know Barber. I know Macy Barber's not deserving yet. I she, almost picked her. I changed it though. No, she's minute. seven and zero oh, though. And we've seen Liz Carmouche get a title shot at six and one. So I don't want to fucking back in the day. Don't bring up Liz Carmouche. Please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that. Like really. So I do. I would love Macy Barber to, versus Valentina. I don't think she's there yet. I think she's a raw product. That her would, next fight's going to be very interesting against Rox and Modaf. I'm not even trying. Uh, uh, Modafferi. It's, it's it. not going to be interesting at all. She's going to beat the living dog piss out of Roxanne. Roxanne Modafferi mm -hmm. is the worst female fighter of all time. I'm not. She's my least favorite since the Ultimate Fighter. She came in like. Every fighter, every female fighter got in the house with their baggages. Roxanne Mataferi came in with her glasses. Like, her luggage got stuck in the doorway. She was just like a nerd. And I just got so annoyed with her. <laughs> she was just being nice to everybody. I'm like, dude, you're in a house to compete for a UFC contract. Fuck that bitch. She's a fucking nice bitch. Okay. Fuck her. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 <laughs> oh, that's the line? Yeah, yeah. That's the line we're crossing? No, there's no line on this show. Y'all know that. So, who did you take? <laughs> I, I want to see Valentina and Joanna run it back again. I know we've seen that. I know we've seen it. I know we've seen it time and time again, and we know how it goes out, how it goes down. But Joanna's getting older. She's not gonna keep gonna be able to keep making straw weight. I firmly believe that. One fifteen is a hard cut for her. Well, wait, 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 wait. Isn't Valentina at one twenty five? I mean, she was one fifteen champ. 
she has been 115 champ. She has moved, she's fought at 125 before. No, 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 no wait, Valentina's 125 champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I want Val and I want Joanna. That should be the next fight for Valentina. Oh, okay. I'm to saying defend her title at 125 against, against Joanna. Yes, 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 yes. Flyweight. Third time in their UFC careers, or second? Second time in the UFC careers. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. They did it twice kickboxing, I thought. Then they do it once kickboxing, twice MMA? I'm pretty sure. So imagine imagine losing to someone four times in your lifetime. Like, no matter what, not even three. You're not even getting three-pieced. You got, you got a quad. You lost four times to one person no matter where you go. No matter, you can say you can live your own life, be the happiest, richest person on the planet. Yeah, you it was once always... in UFC and twice in MMA. Okay. And in kickboxing. Or, yeah, excuse me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And right, that's the not two a bad kick, fight. The two kickboxing fights they happened in 2006 and 2007. They're nah. both two very different people. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, right. I don't mind that fight. Oh, you're right. And right, like I said, Joanna's getting older. That cut to 115 is getting harder and harder. Just as you age, it's harder to cut more weight. She looks good at 125. Let's not act like she doesn't look good against at 125. Uh, okay, but yeah, man, like we're so quick to do that. But she's beating God, girls she should beat. She's not beating the girls that were like, oh, that's a tough match for her. I don't know if Joanna's going to win. You know what I mean? So I, mean, I, I, Joanna, I, Joanna has only lost to Valentina, Rose. I don't think that, that Rose lost. Those Rose losses were kind of embarrassing to me. And my, my, those are awful lot. Like, she shouldn't have had no business losing mm -hmm. her. That's why I want to see fight Valentina. Well, the, the, the Rose is the prospect. Everybody, everybody was saying this girl's going to be the best, you know. But as you said, she's losing her love. Like, that's not good to hear. It really is. That's a real bummer. Um, so we'll bump up to we'll combine these bantamweight and featherweight since they're the same badass Amanda mm -hmm. Nunes. You want to go first or go first? Um, sure. Right. So the fight for Amanda Nunes, it, the only one that makes sense for either division, whether they want to do it at thirty-five or forty-five, is Jermaine the random man. And I know right, the fight's already currently scheduled to be a bantamweight fight, and Amanda Nunes originally wanted a featherweight for forty-five because she hadn't defended the forty-five belt uh, after the cyborg fights. And she kind of needs opponents at that weight class if that weight class is going to oh, exist. Oh yeah, and, right? and remember, did you see how Jermaine did not? Sign right, and I think that's kind of smart. I think that's kind of smart. Why? Can you say the reason again? Why? Do you remember? Uh, right. And this is just the eye test. Jermaine's a slimmer person. I imagine it's easier for her to bulk mm. to cut to weight to one thirty-five. And I, I, she and gave I, think, a, I think she gave a specific reason at the press conference due to her financials. Is she said it doesn't make? She said it doesn't make sense for me to sign this contract at one forty-five, where you're probably better. And there's less opponents for me, so why would I why would I bulk up to 145 to a division has no opponents? I'd rather stay at 135. And there's a lot of girls here for me. Well, that makes sense, right? Because like just according to the UFC uh, website, the rankings for the women's featherweight, it's just Amanda Nunes. There are no other. <laughs> when Cyborg was champion, it was just Cyborg. Yeah, there are no other. Um, and then the other right. So let's right. Jermaine is fighting her at 135. Amanda Nunes should fight Henry Cejudo at 145 for fun. <laughs> Henry Cejudo <laughs> for the featherweight belt. Henry Cejudo, and this is hilarious because you know a <laughs> lot of one forty-five. A lot of people no like a lot of people like to run this narr narrative. Henry Cejudo was Henry Cejudo would mollywop Amanda Nunes. Well, so hold on, time out. There's a lot of like talk of Henry Cejudo fighting like Wailing Jang, Valentina. Let's give her. Let's give him the big girl. Let's not have him pick on any of these smaller girls. Ooh. Let's give him Amanda Nunes. Dude, he'd beat the shit out of I mean, Amanda. Probably, yeah. probably, but still, like, let's Fine. give her at least the biggest woman. Yeah. Ooh. There <laughs> has There's a girl Cyborg trains with. She's literally a 175 pound woman. She fights in the 180, 175 pound. She's a women's heavyweight. I don't know her name. She's on Cyborg's Instagram. Fucking crazy. Talk about steroid use. <laughs> 
Jesus fucking Christ. By the way, speaking of Cyborg, quick segue. Did you see your fucking Instagram post? No, I don't follow Cyborg. It's yeah. Right. Well, now I don't follow Cyborg. <laughs> she posted, Miss Cyborg is getting into the nude game. Yes, sir. You guessed Please it. A less. nice little titty slip. Oh uh, covered her nipple with a this. star. Classy I don't as want to be. talk about this anymore, please. Some cyborg porn. Who do you want to see Amanda Nunes fight? <laughs> Who do I want to see Amanda Nunes fight? Well, the fight that schedules Jermaine Duran to me, right? Um, that was a tough fight for Amanda the first time. She had a, um, a t- trouble adjusting to Jermaine's rhythm. Jermaine's a very talented striker, in case any of you don't know. Um, so I would like that's the fight that schedule. I would like to see that fight. But the fight that. I would, if this wasn't going to happen, would probably be Juliana Pena, um, ultimate fighter winner. Love her. She's a grinder. And the fight that, you know, Amanda's whole career is going to finish off with is that second cyborg fight. It has to be. And, um, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you came in last because you gave some real answers and that was good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) That's um, reassuring. Let's move on to the men. We'll start with Cejudo. In my opinion, JD, I don't know if you agree with me. Will Ferrell is a top five actor of all time. He is in he's, he's a top comedy three actor. comedy actor, but that he's so good at comedy acting that I would put him overall. Like, think who are your top five comedy actors of all time? Just quick segue. I would go Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey. Um, who's the other guy from Step Brothers? John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Who's the fucking guy from The Hangover? Which one? The yeah. guy with the baby, goddammit. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis. And, uh, Who's the guy from 21 Jeff Street? Noah, not Noah. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill's hilarious. No, that was a quick. I might be wrong with that. But uh, go ahead. What division were we on? Um, Henry Cejudo, flyweight. Uh, I actually five. want you to go first because we were um, both before the show. We both said there's one answer, and we were like, we thought we, we were, were in completely agreement. wrong. <laughs> we yeah. Completely, right. So at feather, or not featherweight, at flyweight, at 125. Man, I want to see you fight Henry Cejudo next. It's Mighty Mouse. So and he, I understand that's not yeah. realistic. In any sense of the word. Just making sure. But that's the, that's the fight that Henry Cejudo should have next. And that's a fight that, in my opinion, for Mighty Mouse's career, like if you if he wants to beat John Jones as the GOAT, he needs the third fight. And he needs to win, right? Would you sure. agree? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he necessarily cares about that. He doesn't. He definitely doesn't, right? But agreed, for sure. That's Actually, a fight I disagree. Make. As a competitor, there's no part, there's no way he doesn't care, but I think he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to lose again. What do you think? I don't know, man. He's a businessman. He's safe with his assets. Right. And I think he's realized that he's more marketable, right, with one, and they do a much better job of marketing him. I they do a much better job of okay. marketing him and for the market that one is in. So I've been doing, this is fun, this topic's hilarious to me. Everybody always says, I don't know about that. Like, how could one be better at marketing than the UFC? It's more so the fact that the UFC just didn't want to market him. Not that one is better at it. Um, just, and well, the, I mean, your buddy Dana White said he didn't sell fights. What are you going to do? And, but my thing is, George St. Pierre sold fights. You know, he they acted the same way, just that people love George. Well, do right. you think it's because he's 125? That's what I'm saying. That was part of a reason. Unfortunately. But that's, it just sucks that, like, you, 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 you cut Kevin Durant from the NBA. Sorry to go back to the NBA. Or, like, you cut Stefan Diggs from the Vikings just randomly. You know, no. Um, my pick for this was Joseph Benavides. Right, no, and that is the fight to make at flyway. I mean, that's that's the actual answer. That is the correct answer. You're right. Yeah, he's been working his ass off. Last time he was at this level at a title shot. Do you remember what happened when um, Mighty Mouse knocked him in like three minutes? Oh, I do. Yeah, I'm, yeah that was like three, four years ago on a December card. Didn't him and Cejudo already fight? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and Benavidez beat him or split decision him. Got the decision. Got yeah, the decision. that's an interesting fight. Who do you think would win? I mean, I'm assuming you take Cejudo because he beat Marias. Right. Cejudo just looks so good. I mean, he really just his does. ability to improvise in a fight reminds me is John Jones esque. It's just so good and like, I mean. I kind of hate that I kind of like his character. No, it's, it's growing on me and it's annoying me I know, too. I know. I feel you. No, I feel you. I'm with you. But you can't deny what he does in the octagon. You I'm with you. You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. 135? Um, 135. 135. Uh, I'll go. Uh, yeah. At 135, right? There are a couple of different names. But I think, and I think we're going to see this following up off a fight that's going to happen soon. Corey Sanhagen. Corey really? Sanhagen versus Henry Cejudo at 135. Why Corey? Corey Sanhagen's going to show you why once he beats Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar's moving down to Bantamweight. You think Corey Sanhagen's beating Frankie Edgar? Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. Why Why would you say that? Because Frankie Edgar's an oversized fighter moving down. So, you know, he's not fighting at an undersized advantage. So why are you so sure? Speed. Speed. You the speed. Think I think Corey's going to speed. Just, it's just a little bit too much for Frankie Edgar to handle. I'm sorry. You think he's younger, more like yeah. a bull, like yeah, a, I just, like a freight yeah. train. I, I just don't think I don't I don't foresee Frankie Edgar moving down weight, cutting more weight to be beneficial to him. And we're talking about one thirty five, huh? Yes. Yeah. I got I got that's actually interesting. I I got I took Aljamain Sterling because I think he's been on a crazy good streak. I think he's cocky. He's a stud. He's you know? fun to watch. He's fun to watch. I don't know if he's as good as fun as he is to watch. Like I think he's, I think he knows how to fight better than the results he produces. So his fight style is great. He looks great. But there's something missing that prevents him from being just a dominant force in MMA, which is why I would say Aljamain Sterling is one of the best tier two fighters in the league, in the UFC. So I'll take Aljamain, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Benavides. Benavides I don't know about, but if I had to lay my money, none of these guys are taking Henry out. Yeah, it's really hard. It's I mean, I don't he just know. looks so good. I don't think he anybody just... can take him out 145 or under. And like at the with the performances he's putting out, right, He's it's not – they're not performances that make you like say, "Oh yeah, there's the hole. There's Henry's hole." They're the only time I I I thought was Marlon Marias when he kept pushing the pace and like using his reach and like being very aggressive with Henry, mixing it up, like outstriking him. But what happened? He got tired on the second, third yeah, round. Yeah, and the adjustments by Henry. It's just it's Henry's. I can Henry's agree a problem you. for a lot of people down there. I can agree with you. One forty-five, baby. Max Holloway. Uh, Max Holloway is the current champ. The person he should fight next is the person he is fighting next. Alexander Volkanovsky. Simple as that. So, there's not much reasoning. I picked the the winner of this fight. The winner of this fight should fight Zabit, in my opinion. Zabit should take Hard disagree. Hard. Well, of course. The biggest, the biggest disagree I've ever disagreed We have a nice with. little Zabit hater in the building. No, it's uh, not even about a Zabit hater. Zabit. It's just a... Uh, we have a Zabit delusional fan in the building, oh. I would argue. <laughs> so you're the Zabit delusional fan, right? You're the one that thinks Zabit can go five rounds. So that means I'm a legit fan, not a delusional you're, fan. You're, no, you're, <laughs> that's where the delusion is, my friend. <laughs> There's no way he can go five rounds. So I'm not going to go. I don't know. Again, we, he had a staph infection last fight. Let's not say he can't fight for five rounds. Come on. Just because the Dagestanis are not known for poor cardio. So there's something that had to be. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> I've never heard of a Dagestani who couldn't fight because like, of cardio. But I will say, um, I, I don't know where you think the winner of this Max Volkanovski fight will. Who do you think wins that fight? Volkanovski. Which we'll get on to our prediction right. for the next card. But, yeah, me too. Um, I, will, I think Volkanovski versus the beat would be a great fight. 
again, I don't want Volkanovski anywhere near the title belt for another fight or two. Volkanovski? Need, or excuse Zabit? me, excuse me, excuse me. Thank you. Zabit. I don't want Zabit until he's and had fair. a five round main event card against and like it can't just be like a flash victory. I need to I need to see kind of a, a lawn out drawn out fight. Like I need to know that this guy has a tank. I don't know that. Okay, that's fair. Well, maybe not so much. That is fair like, because like, he's only fought three round fights and like Jeremy Stevens, like you know, he hasn't fought a, th- a straight five round grappling. Is it beating Yair Rodriguez is the fight to make? That should be the yeah, but you fight. won't you won't know about his gas tank in that fight necessarily. That's true. That's true. You want to grapple? That'll be a knockout. That'll be uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Is it beating Brian Ortega? Ooh, ooh. There it is. There it is. Ooh, I would take the beat, but that's close. Uh, so lightweight, one fifty five. I mean, we probably both have the same answer. Again, the person he should fight is, is Conor McGregor. This, uh, how disrespectful! I'm joking. How I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke. Shout out Keith Fletcher, <laughs> Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson yeah, is the guy. Tony Ferguson. No fucking done. Enough with the Conor hype, bro. He's a great fighter to all you fucking general basic fans. A uh, great fighter, all this, that, and the third. Year. Tony Ferguson is like a legitimate all-time there's just, great. There's just no one else in no, that Tony's division. No, Tony Ferguson's better all-time than Conor McGregor right now res- as the resume stand. I don't give a fuck yeah, about double for sure. champ. For sure. Fuck the double champ shit. That's all hype. Conor has gone better, like higher accolades, but Tony Ferguson has... But the accolades like, were paved the way. Like sure. Tony Ferguson got a belt taken away from him when he was like winning every yeah, no, fight. Tony, yeah, Tony Ferguson's fought nothing but monster after monster after monster. And cut them up. Like you look at the opponents... You, uh, you know what I'm about to say. After a fight, you look at a picture of each opponent Tony Ferguson has fought, and that's a legit, like, blood. Yeah. It's a painting. Blood. Yes. He makes masterpieces on everybody's face. Dead ass. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like there's no fight further discussion about this. I'd say that's this. the biggest fight in the UFC to make right now. Would you agree? I, yeah, 100%. That's the fight. Yeah. Yep, oh. yep, yep, yep. So, Walter White, 170. Kamara Usman. I'll go first. I'll go first. Um. Right, Kamar Usman and Kobe Current Covington are currently uh, scheduled to fight, but I don't necessarily think that should be Kamar Usman's next fight. You're discrediting Kobe, uh, Colby, or you just don't think he had the credit in the first place? Is this... I think this is more of my personal bias yeah, against I Colby. Yeah, I felt like it was. Uh, Go ahead. Honestly, I'd rather see Tyron Woodley versus Kamar Usman. I really would. Uh, a rematch. Uh, so my thing is the first one, Tyron had nothing for him, right? Uh, literally nothing. And if they were to fight again, I think it would be the same result. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because think, just... of, think of it this way. Tyron Woodley, we got to just be real with ourselves. He's always been a passive fighting backwards counter fighter. He's never been one to push the pace. We've seen these holes in his game and we've ignored it. He didn't knock out Damian Maya and it was a stand-up fight the whole time. Yeah, I get it. It was a great technical fight. But that's like, like, let's like really like simplify it. Let's just really be simple about it. That Damian Maya fight lost to Jake Shields. <laughs> Jake Shields lost to Rory McDonald. And most of that Jake Shields fight was not a grappling fight. And he's a grappler. So in my opinion, if you have a technical jab and you can keep distance and connect with the jab and keep him moving backwards, you can beat him. That's what Kamara just pressed the pace. I think Colby Covington's a stud, bro. I think he might win. I think he's really fucking good at fighting. We'll see. His gas tank we'll is stupid. Just see, dude. You hate Colby. I, it's just not, a little bit. Yeah, I do. No, he's a racist yeah. piece of shit. No, I don't care about like 
and like right like and i even contend that i think the majority of that like there may be elements of that that's true to his nature natural character but i think a lot of that's played up it's all he's he's having sex with like mexican and black women on his instagram not to say anything <laughs> like he's posting pictures of grabbing their asses like he's not racist or anything like i just think he's just this is all clickbait it's a marketing campaign but i do think he's an idiot like that is true Right. I mean, well, if he's an idiot, he's a clever idiot because, right, he's used his idiot persona. Yeah. No, he's like the like, smartest idiot of all time. No, and like, I don't think he's a dumb dude. I don't, like I said, I don't think he's like super racist. Like, there may be like elements of that. Uh, like, there may be elements of truth in that. But overall, Kobe Cameron is playing a persona so he can fucking, so that someone will pay yeah, attention to his fights. Yeah, but when he gets to the, No, but before he did this, nobody was paying attention to Kobe Covington fights. No one was. No, you're right. But before he did this... So good for him. Whatever. Good for him. He's a pro wrestler character that's going to move to the WWE here in five years. Yeah, but years. he is getting... I would say Book he's it. a little bit too brash and a little bit crossing the line when he talks shit. Book it. Five years from now, Kobe Covington's going to be a professional wrestler, just like Kane Velocity. He would, he'd be so lucky to make those millions. I mean, he, right? If he... He'd be he's very like, happy. He'd he's very close. He like, right? If he gets his belt, that alone. All right, we'll take you. Yeah. Uh, Who's your pick? Do you think he'd leave? Um, UFC for here in like five years? Yeah, easily. He's a bitch, huh? He would fake not fight even, for not more even money. Five, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily yeah. think that's a bitch thing to do. I think that's uh, it's a smart. It's thing. a business decision, right? As Especially a fighter, if, yeah. I would leave the UFC for the WWE if I got an offer. Yeah, pay me more money than well, I'm making to I not think, fight. Well, I think this is why we're not fighters, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, oh. who do you pick? Kamari Usman. I picked. So what I did is, since that fight's being booked, um, I did what I thought who I thought should face the winner of this fight because I think they should for sure fight. Um, I think Jorge Masvidal should take it, take the winner. I think there's an interesting storyline with both of them, um, and I personally. You know, I kind of would hoping that I don't know, man. I would love to see Jorge versus Colby. Like, I want to see that fight so bad. Even though I think Colby will win, I love Jorge. I think Jorge Masvidal is next in line. No, no more hype. Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, hype beast bullshit. Which, by the way, we're not doing a section for the BMF title. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. We should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was waiting for you. To say so. Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, I got Jorge. For one seven, um, one eighty five, three more. Bro, did you see that Nick Diaz interview? I'm sorry, I got to. No, talk I about did. It. Now that's bullshit because if uh, he's clearly just doing a marketing campaign for Nick Diaz, he just wants money. He wants a fight to get money, the show money. So like, I don't even think the like, he does not want to fight, bro. He doesn't, and right. Thank you. At least you're honest. No, I don't even take a step further. He does not look like somebody that should get into an octagon and face somebody and like try to commit life-threatening damage to him. Like he does not look the healthiest. No, but neither did Nate Diaz, in my opinion. Nate Diaz was limping when he was fighting. No, but I mean, like, Nick Diaz looks like he lives every weekend in Las Vegas and parties, dude. Let's be real. He did not look good in that interview. He did not sound Na good. Na in that. Nate Diaz looked any different? Yeah, there is yeah. a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. Yes, dude, there is a difference. If you go look at an interview with Nate Diaz or, like, the post-fight conference with Nate Diaz or, like, the pre-fight press conference Bro, with Nate, Nate Diaz. Diaz looks Hold on, let me finish my statement. Yes, sir. Uh, if you go watch that press conference with the Nate Diaz recently and you go listen to this interview from a week ago with nick diaz and then you go even compare uh nick diaz interview from a couple years ago the difference of the way nick diaz is talking in that interview talking is, yes his ability to articulate and enunciate words that's alarming that should be alarming right we're, we're talking about a sport where brain damage is the name of the game literally literally you're we saying the way he sounds is yeah like, like it's like it, he shouldn't be fighting like for his health that's what i'm saying I can agree with that. both Nick and Nate. The, I can honestly say I agree with you. Their vocab, their their words have been like, no, they slur their words. Like it's very obvious. I agree with you. 
I would say though that like my and it's a it's kind of a a, a trap they're in just because you don't understand they don't make consistent money like they don't you they, I disagree I, with that they have a bunch of spot like they not have, not them but I'm saying overall ninety percent of fighters like the reason they keep fighting even when they shouldn't is because they literally need the ten grand fifteen twenty grand they do you know well but then there are also people like Tito Ortiz who clearly does not need the money no no no, no not guys like yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, like that. Yeah. I think in some cases that's true, but yeah, yeah, mo yeah for well, the Tito most Ortiz cases, yeah, but Tito not for like Ortiz not the big fighters, yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's move on from mm -hmm. welterweight. We were we just did Kamaru. So that middleweight, my boy, fucking a, Israel Adesanya, style bender. You can go first. Um, I was torn, and I chose Joel Romero as his first. Um, obviously, my dream thing would be the John Jones fight. Uh, that's gonna happen in the future. I think that's gonna be John Jones going out fight. Uh, I think they're gonna build this one up. They're gonna build this rivalry up for the next two, three years, and that's gonna be John Jones' last fight. I think Yoel Romero should get this fight. Um, and by the way, did you see what John Jones posted about um, uh, calling Izzy a nerd? No, no, on Instagram. What were, what were he, was about? he was training, and it was in the desert, and he got gets in his truck, and he's like angry, and his video is like a selfie, and he's going like this, and he's angry, and he's I'm checking my he's going like this. And goes like this and fought, and Yoel Romero is behind them. They're in the car together, just like shaking. They were shaking their head, like they were training together. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's it was terrifying. That is, that, oh like John Jones called Yoel Romero to help him train. Now, that's okay. For the most part, John Jones is bad at social media. That's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's really fucking. That's good. That's great content. <laughs> that's really. He's fucking awful good. at social media. He sounds like a kid. <laughs> like I said, for the most part, he's pretty bad, but that's really good. Um, Yoel I, Romero. I agree. I think it should be Yoel. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want that for your boy. I'm not saying Izzy won't win. No, but I'm I just, you don't want to see that for your boy right now. No, I. Uh, right, we're talking about the fight that he for the next fight. No, I'm not saying Andrew. We're not talking about you, the MMA non-biased neutral reporter. We're talking about you, the MMA Israel Adesanya. No, if writer. if Israel fights John Jones for their next fight, no, no, no Yoel, Yoel. I'm saying you don't want. No, I'm, I do. I picked that fight. I, I'm firm with my belief that Israel is going to win. You, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. What do you mean? What do you mean? I want this fight, Dana. I want to see this man. I want to see Andrew terrified. Cause I promise you, the day before the Izzy fight, when Yoel's like shaking his head, I'm gonna be nervous, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be shaking shit. <laughs> but yeah, no. Israel Senya, Yoel Romero is the fight to make, and make it happen, Dana. I agree. Make it happen. Robert's fucking injured. We just saw that. Paulo mm -hmm. Costa's injured. Yoel was number three. Paulo was my pick, but he was injured. He's injured. Mm -hmm. Don't take steroids. You won't get your bicep torn. Unless you're Yoel. <laughs> Yoel for the y'all two steroids. <laughs> One. Is this 205? This is 205. So John Jones, Boney Jones, motherfucker Jones. Do you want to go first for this? Because he's No, you can go first. Okay, so for mine, everybody booked. He picked Dominic Reyes. I don't think that was uh, the deserving fight to make. I think Corey Anderson won the title shot. I do. Really? I, I, I thought that was an interesting narrative. So this is based on your love for Johnny Walker. Because if Johnny Walker had won that fight, you would be saying Johnny Walker deserves a John Jones fight. Uh, no, if I um, and that's just, that because I think none of the candidates strictly deserve it. They're all undeserving. None yeah, of like heavyweight divisions kind yeah, of yeah. trash right now. Um, well, it's not trash. It's just they haven't have a a resume. I think it's one of the most stacked divisions. But I just don't think the fighters have built the resumes necessary for a title shot. Like Dominic Reyes on, is a superstar. Out, time out though. Time out though. Can we make a point? It's one of the stacked divisions. Yet a young prospect by the name of Paul Craig is still fighting Mauricio Shogun Hua. It's a stacked division, bro. Continue. Dominic Reyes, okay, Mr. Sarcastic. Dominic Reyes, Anthony Smith, and Johnny Walker are three solid names you should be scared about. As long with Corey Anderson, who I thought this guy's never going to get another opportunity. Now, 
And I have a gut feeling he's going to lose his next fight. But if he wins his next fight, he needs a title shot. Like, Dana White wouldn't give it to him. He doesn't like him. I thought the, the story was interesting enough, and I thought beating Johnny Walker deserved it. What do you think? In terms of John Jones, Corey Anderson, I mean, that's a fight that's interesting, I guess. But, right, for my pick, none of these light heavyweights interest me against John Jones. I'm sorry. Let's take John Jones out of there. Let's let the top five figure him out. Give him, let's let all of them fight two more times. And then from there, I think we have some actual contenders on who's going to be next for John Jones. John Jones should just move up the heavyweight right now. Keep the light heavyweight belt. Go fight Francis Ngannou. Mm. Go fight Francis Ngannou. Well, once he does that, he can't go back down. Why not? Because he says he's not doing it like any other fighter. Like he's doing it like methodically. Okay, well, he already, well, then he's cleared up the light heavyweight division time and time again, and he has fucking no one that's really relevant in my eyes. I, I want to, I do want to see him take out these young athletic guys before he moves up, because that's one type of we fighter. We already see him doing it with Thiago Santos, with Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, I wouldn't say was the type of athletic, but Thiago Santos, yes, I, I can agree. But I want to see more. I want to see him fight these guys. This is the ne- this is the hardest generation. This is he's reached a level where George St. Pierre, when he hit this level, where is he going to beat Tiago Alves? Is he going to beat these Jake Shields, this young up and coming jujitsu guy? This Tiago Alves, this bull- dangerous bulldog right. fighter. You know, you have to beat the youngest generation. You have to prove you're a vet. At some point, I guess, in my opinion. I mean, he is a vet. What do you mean, bro? Yeah, yeah, but he, I'm like saying he- Shogun's getting his ass whooped. There's a difference between guys like Shogun and him at that age. You know what I mean? Um, I agree with you though. It is. I just want to see him. I want to see him fight. Clear out just these two, three young fighters. I want to see him beat the shit out of Dominic Reyes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I do want to see that. <laughs> but uh, how do you feel about John Jones and Francis Ngannou? Does that does that give you any interest? Yeah, but I think John Jones would run through him. Interesting. Just because what it, like John Jones is too fast, and like what is An- An- Francis gonna do? Like if Jones grabs a hold of his leg, what is he gonna do? Uppercut him from hell like he did to Overeem. <laughs> Jones Send him is to fast, another bro. He hasn't fought someone that speed. No. Right, and John Jones has never fought someone that hits that hard. That's the interesting variable here, isn't it? That's it's, uh, great. it's a great fight. That's what that I'm saying, is. dude. That's why he should be next. Because everybody <laughs> Francis touches flies, gets right. knocked out. Yeah. No, and I guess in terms of like our qualifications for the next fight, right, this obviously couldn't be for the title. No, it, no I know, but it's definitely yeah. like a fight to make. Yeah. I can agree with you there. Yeah. Um, heavyweight, Stipe. Sipe Miocic. Do you want me to go or shy? We, 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 both, we both should have the same answer. Yeah. Okay. On three. One, One two, two, three. three. Derek Lewis. <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a shy. I knew you were going to say some fucking <laughs> you set it dumb up. name. You set it up. <laughs> DC. Greg Hardy. <laughs> no, Daniel Cormier. We need to see this Daniel last Cormier. fight. That's the only, yeah. Well, I actually think Daniel Cormier should have two more fights on his resume. But DC Jones. Yeah. yeah. Or Stipe Jones. Excuse me. He's yeah, yeah, you know Stipe. Where he will win, because he should have won the second, but that's just my opinion. He's an idiot. I mean, yeah, Stipe, DC. There's so many. There's a big question mark of what would have happened if DC had wrestled. Yeah, what would have happened if DC, yeah, had wrestled, protected that belly of his? Yeah. What What would have happened? Would Stipe still have been able to have been so successful? We don't know. Well, we're gonna find out in that third fight because it's for sure happening. It has to. It yeah, absolutely. Well, has no, to. Dana White said it's gonna happen. Dan- Daniel Cormier said it was gonna happen, and Stipe has no choice in the matter. Because Daniel Corm- but just watching them two fight, just Daniel Cormier just looked better. That was just my opinion, though. That was just my opinion. Fucking, this guy hates firefighters. Hey. And that's it. <laughs> With that one. <laughs> episode thirty, guys. Thirty episodes that you guys, like one or two people, have been watching. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have more. <laughs> we have more. We have more. Um, thank you, everybody. Um, I have no speech, nor do I feel the need to give one. Talk 30, too much. Yeah. Episode number thirty. Remember, if you're listening on audio, 
follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews, YouTube, like the video, leave a comment, uh, subscribe to the channel, talk too much sports, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T2MMMA. And hey, remember, tell a fucking friend about us. Share it. It's just another week, another dollar. We're grinding brick by brick and coming to you with that content week to week. So thank you, everybody. We love you. I don't. Love is a strong word. But I, I fucking love you. I, I fucking you. love each and every single one of you okay. that listens to this. I uh, somewhere between appreciate and enjoy you. All right. <laughs> <laughs>